Welcome, everybody, to episode 14 of The Rebellion. I'm your host, Tyson Smith. We had a huge delay um, because we were getting this new studio built. So uh, I want everybody to let me know. If you guys are watching the uh, video version of this on YouTube, go ahead and drop a comment. Let me know how sick you think it is. Uh, if you don't think it's sick, keep your opinion to yourself. Um, everybody else, make sure you also like, subscribe. If you are listening to this on Spotify or Apple Music, do whatever you do on those platforms to help me out because... When you help me out, we get more people to watch and uh, just more content for all of you. But anyway, thank you guys for listening. Today we have on one of the biggest mentors in my life, somebody who has personally, personally changed my life in, in plenty of different ways, business, personal, spiritual, everything. Dude, Tem thank you. Templeton Walker. What's up, my guy? What's up, everybody? Dude, thanks for having me on. Studio's fucking sick. Can we cuss? Yeah, of course okay. we can cuss. All right. Of course we can cuss. Anyway, but dude, space is amazing. What you've created is amazing. Um, I mean, I've I've got to have a close view of everything you've built and how quickly you've built it. And it's impressive. Well, it's it's definitely came a long way. You did you see the first office, the one the first one that me and my dad were in in January? Yeah, the way the, the little shoe when we were next to oh, Ryan's. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Remember yeah. that place? Yeah. Oh, you guys were oh, the come up's been real, dude. We were straight up. It's like so when when I first got into wholesaling um, with my dad. He he had this little desk, whatever. I was working off an old beer pong table. So I'm like, shitty little laptop, run a mojo. And then you have a deal board in there with like 30 deals on it or something crazy. Yeah. So, um, guys, since since uh, the last podcast I recorded was sometime in December, so it's been a little minute. Um, since then, we've been absolutely going crazy. And it's because we've changed to this novation model that, you know, me and you have been talking about. So uh, since since January 1st, so we're 19 days into the month, uh, we have put up 26 new contracts, and uh, I just had uh, Doggo go ahead and run the numbers for us and give me a projected profit. And he says that a conservative look that we've added just shy of half a million dollars. That's insane. In, in projected revenue, dude. Congrats. Well, I mean, well, that's. I mean, transparently, we met right before this, and I said, "Hey, man, like that vertical for me, right?" Because I was, I probably did. I was one of the guys who did the most deals in town, but I only did Phoenix and the Valley. And that's kind of been stuck in the mud. So I've been doing eight, 10 deals a month, which is great, pays me, but I'm not going national. I'm not getting creative. I'm not figuring out like how to solve the way you are. So I was like, yo, I need to adapt. Um, and really my partners, Miguel and Rodolfo need to adapt because they are the integrators of that company. Um, and then you, you know, very generously, cause you're always like, you know, we're close. So you're like, bro, I'll show you. So thank you. Well, Hey, I mean, here's the thing is we do want to show everybody, but absolutely dude. I mean, like I said, you've helped me out and you know, so many different ways. It's like, I, I would not be this person I am right here without your help. So it's like anything that we can do, you know, we want to. I appreciate it, man. Dude, uh, what, um, so what's like the end goal for you? Like, what's the North Star right now? Well, it's uh, kind of like we were talking earlier. So, you know, now that we're really, uh, everything with the, with the, we'll call it wholesaling, but the acquisition company is rocking and rolling is we just need to keep that going. Um, all the people on my team are, you know, they're seriously family. And so it's like, I want to get all of them paid. We need to do all of that. But where my big, um, everything I'm focusing on is, you know, still with the socials. So, um, you know, when I was on your podcast, however long ago that was, you know, is when you were telling me like, yo, YouTube is, is what's going on. And since then I've talked to, you know, several other different people who I really look up to and admire and they've all regurgitated the same thing they're like you need to be spending time on youtube they're like i get that you like doing the tiktoks and, and the instagram reels and stuff but you know people who are serious 
they're making longer form YouTube content. Mm -hmm. So um, I've been working with Jonathan over here. We're busting out a new video, at least three videos a week. That's amazing, man. I love that. Um, well, I still reiterate that point. I think YouTube's where it's at, where TikTok and Instagram is a great place to um, promote and, and be seen and be found. But then once people really want it, like you can really show them who you are and what you're about on YouTube yeah. with long form stuff. And, um, and then the monetization is greater. So, I mean, but for me, like I actually had a post just the other day that my content guys made, I was speaking at an event, um, you know, the call tattoo brand, yeah. Justin Mercer, we own subtle peacock. So anything investment on that brand that comes off soul pod takes care of, uh, and we split it in subtle peacock and Justin's incredible, by the way, great marketer. Um, but I was speaking and I was like, guys, like my 5,000 person Instagram, cause I had a big Instagram, but I deleted it. Cause mm -hmm. I like went, I was like, fuck this dude. So this was like two years ago. I just hard deleted it. Didn't deactivate it. Hindsight's 2020, probably not smart. <laughs> so I deleted it though. And I just like disappeared. I was like, this is not worth my sanity. Um, but now I have like a 5,000 person Instagram, or I think I'm about to get to 5,000, but like real genuine followers. Mm -hmm. That thing prints me money because I have a genuine captivated audience that really rocks with me. I would take that over a million person Instagram who doesn't care. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? So I think people always have to keep that in mind is like, do you want influence or do you want notoriety? Mm -hmm. I want actual influence where I can genuinely move the needle on my companies because all of this content at the end of the day, at least the reason for me is to go make more money yeah. and to have a greater impact. Cause if I have a greater impact, then I go make more money, but I'm not doing this for fun, right? Yeah. Like I'm doing this for a reason. Cause right now I'm spending time away from my wife and kids or my health or my hobbies, even though it's you, I love spending time with you, but content in general is taking my time. So if I'm not doing it for a reason, then what are we doing? Here? Right. And I think once I got clearly like, why am I doing this? What is my ask? Like if someone's watching this, why are they watching me? Like, what am I delivering in value? And hopefully that's what we, you know, you keep that North star and your content and you're going to blow up. Well, it's, I, I love what you're saying about this. Like, uh, it, it was a shift that I've made recently where it's away from, oh, I'm trying to get more followers, subscribers, anything like that. And now the focus is I'm looking to build a community because it comes back to the impact portion of it of like you know i've been a part of all kinds of different communities and i've had so many different people help me out it's like i want to be able to do the same and along with that something that we we're just typically talking about with my dad is when i help explain to somebody some when i help explain a topic to somebody or how to do something to somebody i learn that topic so much better yeah when you right. teach that's like the greatest level of learning right so it's just like, it only makes me better. Um, and I think that it's also something that I do enjoy. You know, I like spending time making the videos and doing stuff like that. For sure. Well, and, I, and you're good at it too. Like, I, I think there's something to be said when you're in your zone of genius. Like, when you are great at something, time flies, right? Like, you end up getting in that flow state. Mm -hmm. So if you put me on spreadsheets or like TC or like that, like, like that day is going to drag. Yeah. But if you put me in conversation with human beings and let me just like, be in front of the lights and, and have conversation and share and teach and, and just be high energy and impactful. My day goes like that. Cause I love it. Yeah. It's not work. So I think what you're talking about is like this content thing for you has been, you're good at it, dude. Oh, so those that. days probably don't feel like a grind. They're like fun. Like this podcast is fun. Every, every single day has been fun. I mean, since, since I've really gotten to the point now where it's like, I'm just able to do, which also came through another thing that you've been huge on is you're like, you need to be intentional about your life. 
You need to like one thing you did was you you wrote down like you posted on Instagram. It was like this is what my perfect day looks like. Yep. I have all of these things. I spend X amount of time with my kids. I get to spend X amount of time with my wife. I spend this much time learning. I do this, this, right? Yeah. But you planned it out, right? Where I think people think they're like, oh, I would love like my perfect day is I I go to the beach in Hawaii and do this and that. It's like no, no, it's not. Like, what are the really, if you seriously look and think about this, of what do I want to have happen every single day for it to be a perfect day? I've been, I think I've done that better than most that I am so intentional with your dream life is possible today. Like I wanted an outdoor shower. Well, guess what? I went to Amazon. I got this teak wood, cool outdoor shower for 180 bucks. I shower outside almost every day. Yeah. Okay. So $180 and an intention just started to give me a piece of my dream life. I love getting in the sauna and I've been fortunate to make a bunch of money, but like, even if I didn't, that sauna was a $6,000 investment. This like barrel sauna, it's badass. I'd stretch and do yoga in there and all this stuff. Well, that was six grand. Like, okay, my dream life. So I'm in the sauna for an hour every day in my backyard. I put a pool in that was like 40 grand. I don't know. Um, my cold plunge cost me like $1,500 to build. I'm in cold water every day. I love doing those pull-ups on the rock climbing thing. That was probably 80 bucks. Uh, my dog, who I love, she's like my little personal trainer. I run her every day. She was like two grand because she was like a mini golden doodle or some shit. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So everything I just added up is like, I don't know, 80 grand. That's what I love doing. I love getting my pull-ups in, getting in cold water, getting in the sauna, showering outdoor, going for a mile or two run with my dog. None of that cost me millions of dollars. I don't need a jet. I don't need a, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Where I think people have to like have more clarity around your dream life is achievable now if you sit down and get intentional about what that day actually feels like. Because I can tell you more money is not always the answer and more leisure is not the answer. Like I've tried to retire two or three times and every time it takes me three or four days to be like, I wanna do something. Yeah, I love doing deals, I love building businesses. And I, I don't apologize anymore for liking to make money. Like it's my hobby, like I mm -hmm. love making money. So if that's my interest, then why am I going to go try to learn wood whittling or something? Because like that's where that's what you're supposed to do. You're yeah, supposed to get like, some craft hobby. Look, or something. Dude, I like building businesses, yeah. making money, and you know what I mean. Right. So then, once you have that sort of clarity around who you get to be, now you're at peace. Like, and then go to Kauai. Like I took my entire family, my mom and dad. I flew everyone out. We went to Kauai for a week or ten days or something. I can't even remember. But like, okay. I'm going to take those moments and use this tool that money is and enjoy it. But if you're not enjoying your day to day, you're missing the point. There is no destination you can get to that will ever fulfill you. Right. You have to enjoy the journey. There is no destination. And the journey is your day to day life. And I, and I always say, show me your habits. I'll show you your life. Yeah. So my whole day and life is based around habits. And how do I enjoy a random Tuesday as much as I enjoy that Kauai trip? Absolutely. It's, it's like, um, I'm pretty sure it's Peterson who said, he's like, life isn't margaritas on the beach. Like it's, it's when you're sitting and having breakfast and these things that you do every single day, that's when it comes down. Anybody can be happy sitting down, you know, having a drink on the beach, but it's like really people, but it, it comes down to, I think number one is the purpose. And I think that this is something I've kind of struggled with. I'd like to hear your, your thing on this is people have talked to me because I've said like the, the real thing that allowed me to turn on and like quit being a bitch, quit being a loser and really turn on be the person I needed to be was when I got clarity with my purpose of like, hey, I want to, here's what I want to build. I want to build this company. I want to build this community. I want to build this person of who I am now, right? Yep. 
And then that made everything easy. And that made, you know, shedding these bad habits easy. But finding that purpose, I think, is hard for people. Yeah. How do you think that people find their purpose? Big question. Good question. I think for me is trying stuff, dude. I had 34 jobs before I started my first company. I was like, I didn't realize when I was an entrepreneur because it wasn't as popular back then. I'm 35. So from 18 to 25, I floundered, man. I was not this guy. Like I was wild. I had poor habits. I mean, I was like a stud when it came to partying. I was this guy. Right. But I had like no discipline around like building the life I wanted because I didn't have that purpose. I didn't know. So I was like unemployable. I was sweet and kind hearted and, you know, like a hard worker. But like if I didn't like the job or I was not going to like suffer a fool's errand. So I was exhausted. I was like, dude, who am I? What do I want? And then the moment I found, that's Miguel. Mm. Um, the moment I found um, entrepreneurship and I found out that I could listen to books instead of read them because I, I struggled like turning the pages. But if I could listen to books and you could teach me about self-development and money and finance and, and like just becoming the better version of myself, dude, I can read a book every two days. But if you're teaching me algebra and plate tectonics and fucking bullshit, I have no passion around it. So your why, I think the world has a, to, to get to your, the root of your question, I think the world has a way of telling you what your passion is if you listen. So if you're procrastinating on something, that's the world telling you that's probably not in your why or your zone of genius because if it was, you would go do it. Mm -hmm. We are like water. We are going to flow towards the path that we love and that we want to find and that's that we're great at. Yeah. So whenever I'm procrastinating, I'm always like, Ooh, that's not in my zone. Like I should not, that's the world telling me lever that out or decide it's not important and forget about it because clearly you're not doing that. Yeah. So I never got down this like perfect clarity of my why, which is my wife, my kids, my faith, my health. Yes. That's my why. Like I do all this for them. But for me, my why is feeling like I'm excited for where I'm headed. Yeah. That's the why. It's more the feeling of passion, excitement, and desire as opposed to like kind of drudging through something. Yeah. So I don't think people need to figure out my why is this. What they need to figure out is when I'm doing this thing, time goes like that. I love how I feel. I am excited. I am motivated. I am being fueled by passion as opposed to necessity mm -hmm. and where you're headed at that point. It's like, how do you get across America and your headlights only go 200 feet ahead of you? You still end up getting there, right? Like if you're driving at night, you can still get across America. You only need to figure out, gosh, I love this next step. I love the moment I'm in right now. I love how I feel. I love where I'm headed in the next one or two steps. And then the why and the big vision and the destination and the big life that'll show up, but you have to trust the process. So if you're loving this moment, keep doing that yeah so to me i don't think i don't think like some why is a real thing yeah i think the moment is see my problem is um and i i think it's absolutely right what you're saying is focus on what gets you in that flow state when you forget about time and all you're doing is that it's you're living in the now i think finding those things but i think that there are too many things nowadays that are like engineered to create that with you like like for instance playing video games mm -hmm. i'm sure there's people listening to this and they're like well shit i don't think about time when i'm smoking weed playing video games right but obviously come on that's not your purpose yep but, that's a, that's a great point so you also have to 
self-awareness is like the greatest gift you can give yourself. And I am self-aware enough to know that I love uh, partaking in those activities. But am I willing to pick my head up in five, 10 years and become and look at the man that that creates? Yeah. And I'm not. I know like my greatest nightmare is to meet myself when I didn't do the work to become who I could become. So you can absolutely take that route, but then don't tell me when you get 10 years down the road, oh gosh, I wish I wasn't here. Gotcha. That's the perspective that people need to say, okay, I'll take the easy button, but easy choices, tough life, tough choices, easy life. And another, I'm the quote doctor, dog. I got them all, right? Like, I just love quotes. But um, discipline weighs ounces and regret weighs tons. I would rather have the discipline to slowly work towards the man I want to become instead of regret what I did, right? So I think people have to understand, it's like, yeah, you like smoking weed and playing video games. Great. I get it. But don't fucking regret when you get here who you became because your act your actions didn't meet up with who you mm -hmm. want to become. So at that point, people have to be self-aware enough to say, all right, my future self is more important than the pleasure I'm seeking today. Yes. You know, um, it's something I, I want to tie this into something I heard Wes Watson say. He says... Uh, you use regret as a guideline. If you start to regret something, that's how you know. Boom. All right, don't do that anymore. And it comes back to something you had told me a long time ago because we were talking about going out, partying, and, you know, the stuff we were doing or the stuff I was doing at the time. And it was like one thing you asked me, and I think that this was huge because it showed how much you understood, is you were like, well, how do you feel afterwards? Like, do you look back and you're like, oh, yeah, fuck. I mean, I know I've got a hangover, but like that was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it cost me how many thousands of dollars for the table and the dinner and everything. And I feel like shit now, but no, I like that was worth it to me. Or do you feel like, oh, fuck me. I'm stressed out. Like, that sucks. I don't ever want to do that again. That anxiety. Right. And it was like, okay. But I like that it has the thing of being like, well, if you do, if you, you're like, oh, that was worth it, then that's fine. You know, you keep then doing don't, it. Yeah, then don't regret it at all. So, like, I think that's where people have to keep perspective. It's like, dude, if you have, like, you know, like when you pick your spots, like for me now, there's a wedding or something and I drink a little bit and I dance all night and I have a great time with my wife and my friends and the next day I got to pay a little price for that and I do that two, three times a year, that's a cost I might be willing to pay. Mm -hmm. But when I was doing it on Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, the next day, the cost was not worth it and now I had guilt and anxiety mm -hmm. and remorse for my actions. And I think that's what people got to understand is there's nothing wrong if you love what you're doing. But the moment you start beating yourself up or carrying some guilt or like some anxiety for the action, you might want to look at it. Mm -hmm. And that's what you were doing. And that's what we talked about. I said, Tyson, man, you're young, freaking good looking, successful. You got all this. So go enjoy that, dude. Freaking squeeze that juice until there's no drops left. But the moment you start not liking the next day and what you've done and how you've done it and why you've done it, now you got to start being self-aware enough to say, all right, I think I'm ready to level up because we all have seasons, dude. I had that season. But some people, you all, we've all seen the 35-year-old or the 40-year-old in the club who has some financial success now and they're the man. Dude, that's an empty existence in my world. Definitely. Like, no thank you. I had my season. I did my thing. You know, I had all the, all the stuff. And eventually, when I started waking up, I wasn't like, oh, yeah, that was a great night. I was like, oh, yeah, what am I doing? 
Mm-hmm. And I think people have to be self-aware enough to go, okay, that's God or the universe or the world saying, all right, knock, knock. It's time to improve. Right. New season. New season. And yeah. that's fine. We all have seasons. New season. And if you're willing to listen to that call and be self-aware enough to realize, okay, season's ending. The next best version of myself is is here and ready. Great. Yeah. See, that's what the, this is what self growth is to me is when you're able to have those realizations, when you're able to take a look at whatever it may be, you know, whether it's it's certain habits you have or certain changes you decide all of a sudden I need to make and being able to, to look yourself in the mirror and be like, all right, I don't like what I'm currently doing. What do I need to do to start? That's what self-development as a man is for me. It's not manifesting, you know, thinking so hard about something that I want to get. It's having to have serious self-reflection of like, here are the things I really like that I'm doing. Here are the things I really like that I have. Okay, I need to keep doing more of that. And all right, we need to get rid of this shit. Most people aren't willing to do, they're not willing to look in like, I call it the truth mirror. I had to look in at it at 25 and I remember just crying and being like, dude, you are special. You have gifts and you are wasting them. And the truth mirror told me, all this charisma and talent and swagger that I had was absolutely nothing without some horsepower around discipline and consistency and setting some standards in my life of who I was willing to be and become. Um, and I think that's where most people, if, if they could just improve their standards, because if you have a standard around something, it's non-negotiable. And now when you have non-negotiables, you start to create habits. And now when you have habits, it becomes who you are. Mm-hmm. So you've just created new standards around who you're willing to be and what you're willing to do, which is just, I mean, and now what has happened to your life since then is insane. Right. It's a 180, you know, dude, you've, you've gone bananas. Well, it, it's different, but I'm, I'm, it, the, here's the thing is, uh, we were talking about, what is it? What did you say? Discipline weighs an ounce, regret a ton. Discipline weighs ounces, regret weighs tons. Okay. So here's the thing is that having that, having that conversation with yourself, it fucking brutal, right? I compare it to the cash offer of the seller finance. Looking yourself in the mirror and being like, all right, motherfucker, you're fucking up right here. You need to change that. That's the cash offer. Get it all at once. Or you can seller finance that pain and you can just continue to be who you are. And it's a little bit easier and it's just a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. But drawn out, it's way more than the cash offer was. You know, one of the best things that I've a habit or just who I've become is I used to shy away from the difficult things or the heavy things or like that thing that had to get done. But like I wanted to run away and like bury my head in the sand and just be like, maybe that goes away. Yeah. Where now, dude, I run straight towards it. Like my morning, I want to go clip the heaviest shit right away. The hard phone call, the difficult problem, the call with the attorney, the call with the employee, the call with the relationship that's going south or whatever. Yeah. I want to face it right now because I am not going to let it steal my peace the rest of the day. Yeah. So I think, and I've, I've seen you do that, right? Where you're, you're no longer kind of kicking the can down the road. You're, you're the type of person that's craving the conflict, not in a bad way, but you're like, give it to me now. Let's get through it so we can find a solution and move forward. I'm that, a move forward guy. That's a really good point. That's something I haven't thought of before, but that is exactly, I mean, it's something Grant Cardone said something about this. Now he, he was talking, he was like, Something that girls will do is if girls need to do something, they're like, all right, first I need to put on my makeup or shit like that. And he was like, men, just go and go do it. And what I'm thinking about that is is in what you're saying is the hard problems, the hard things you have to do, 
that's what being a man is about. Is going and fucking doing that shit. That's, right, that's right when the it needs biggest to be differentiator from I see successful people and unsuccessful people. Successful people face it. Dude, yeah. I, I have heavy stuff I face every day. But I dare someone to get in my way and have to face the the intention and tenacity that I face my life with. Like, yeah. dude, I am, you know, I have 10 companies. I have uh, Denise and five kids and I'm pretty healthy now. Like, dude, there's not a problem you can put in front of me that I'm not hyper intentional about and not in a combative or like I got to win sort of way. It's a I'm moving forward. This is in front of me and I will go through it around it or maybe I'll even invite it to come with me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care, but I'm going forward. Right. And when people have that sort of energy and they don't retract, they don't hide, they don't shy away, gosh, your whole life changes. So, dude, yeah, and you've, uh, whether you know it or not, that's who you've become. And you, it makes you attractive. I spend time with you and take your calls, Tyson, and we are close to each other because we have standards that are similar. And if your standards started to slip, whether you know it or not, you would naturally exit my world. Not because I would make you, you would just naturally slip away because I'm going to lead from the front and I'm going to operate at a certain standard and vice versa. If my standards started to slip or if I, if I was starting to dilute, you would not, you wouldn't be calling me and saying, temp, how are you? You know, like the Mm -hmm. attraction would fade. The most attractive thing you can be in the world is fucking dialed in. Yeah. And that's why we fuck with each other, right? Like you and I are close because, dude, we're both like, we're on it. And right. if I was in this season right now, bro, where I was like, man, you should enjoy yourself. Like, let's just, <laughs> let's just fucking get fucked up and eat and smoke. And like, dude, we have enough money. Like, let's just chill. You wouldn't be calling. I right. wouldn't be calling. Like, we would naturally fade apart. So your standards are actually like your beacon to like your tribe. Yeah. And who you're with. That's how I got the name Soul Pod. Is like. Your pod of people, you're connected through your soul. That's your soul pod. And that your vibe is going to attract your tribe. I love that. And I think that people need to take into account all of that of, of with their own relationships or who are who are the people that they're spending time with that that um, do push them to be, you know, that person that they need to be, or who are the people who who it's content, you know, yeah. where they can just feel themselves settling or not not even settling, but it's just, it's comfortable, you know? Well, and I think what people got to understand is extreme ownership. Dude, I have never kicked someone out of my life. I just, I'm going to move to this level and this level and this level, and you're invited to come with me. I'm even going to extend my hand, extend an olive branch and tell you, let's go, but I'm not going to carry you. So you're either coming with me or not. And if you end up out of my life, don't say I didn't invite you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was your standards or lack of desire. And maybe you don't want to go where I'm going, which is also okay. So I just filtered myself out of your life. And you might look at it like, dude, temp's too intense or he's got too much RPMs. Like, I don't even want to be near that. That's okay. But either way, like, I don't have to have these hard conversations around. Cause people have always been like, well, what do I do? Like, one of the main questions I get, especially with people your age, is like, well, like, my boys or whatever are like still into this and I'm on this. And I'm like, well, be the example, be the outlier. And if they come, they come. And if they don't, they don't. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And be comfortable in that. So. Right. It's, it's the thing is, is, it's better to run alone and be on your path. Because when you do that, you will start to attract your tribe, right? 
yeah. and find your soul pod where, but if you stick with whatever it is that's comfortable and you're surrounded with other people, it's not lonely, but it's going to hold you back. I had so many friends because, dude, we partied like back in the day. We partied hard. And these are all still my guys, like, even my best friends. But like I'd get on these kicks and I got into real estate and I was promoting myself. And some people were like, oh, Temp's doing another thing, almost laughing at me, right? Mm -hmm. Until they weren't. Yeah. Right. And like so many folks, like maybe in the crowd would be like, oh, Temp is a realtor now. He's on Facebook every two minutes, post, you know, I, I, who's going to promote you better than yourself? Mm -hmm. That's how I grew this. Shit's free too. Yes. You can, you can go on Facebook right now and you can post your shit for free. They don't charge you. That's insane. You can do as many times as you want, too. Yeah. Dude, I used to get so fired up when I got an e-key to, like, I was a realtor just to get into houses. Yeah, yeah, I remember making a Facebook Live. I was like, you guys, I have a key <laughs> that could get me in any house. Like, and that just centers you in gratitude, too. Like, a simple e-key mm -hmm. was the world was going to go let me and give me the responsibility to show people potentially their home. I was so thankful for that. Yeah. Right. Like the simple stuff. So anyway, like these guys would end up reaching out at, uh, sidebar, maybe not in the herd, but sidebar. They'd be like, I see you. You're inspiring me. You're motivating me. I love you. But then maybe like in the crowd would it would maybe throw a little dirt on my name because I was like being so uh, sometimes w when you're a nail sticking up, you get hammered down. Absolutely. And so I just was like any where I'm headed with that is I didn't have to uninvite anyone mm -hmm. from my life. I went where I went with passion, clarity, and purpose. And those who were inspired to come with me came with me. And you, you don't have to have these tough conversations where you go, I don't like your habits. I'm not your friend anymore. Mm -hmm. You just naturally, just don't go to the club anymore. Yep. Don't go do the bullshit anymore. And guess what? The world will filter you apart. Your standards will filter you apart from the bullshit that's holding you back. It's crazy how simple it is. Uh, Temp, will you please explain to everybody um, who doesn't know you? You said that you have ten different companies. Yeah, so let's let's run through them. What okay. what all? Where you got your hands in all kinds of different pies? So I started as a regular realtor, didn't know what the hell I was doing, right? And I had a pretty quick ascension to that. And I started Templeton Group, had a big real estate team. But what you find out as a team lead, like realtor, you don't make that much money. Like I was selling like sixty million a year back then. That was a lot. And I don't know. I was probably pulling down like 300, which is a lot of money, but it's not like for, to do everything I was doing. And then I'm looking at these HUD settlement statements and I was like, what, someone made 90 grand. What do they do? They were investors. Mm -hmm. They were wholesalers and flippers. So I won't give you the whole path, but let's just where I'm at now. So I have Templeton Walker Realtor Company, Matt Miller and my dad work for that company with me and they're great. Um, I have SoulPod with me, Gail and Rod. And they, so Walker Equity Group is the parent company that everything sits under. I own 80% of it. Miguel and Rod own 20. And they're really like the integrators. SoulPod Offers is the wholesale company. We've done 400 wholesale transactions in the last two years. Well, we get these great deals. Why aren't we flipping them? So I have a flipping company. Well, you have these flips. You need to sell them. So I have Templeton Walker Realtor Company. Then all of these deals need paperwork. So I have a title company. I have a joint venture with Magnus. So we have one of the top joint ventures in the state. Great business, by the way. Um, so I have the, I have the title company. Well, we just launched all of these, especially once you're doing like traditional deal flow, need insurance. So we launched SoulPod Insurance. So SoulPod Insurance has been fantastic. Um, my flipping company, I would run into these major plumbing issues. The dirt out here in Arizona just kills a lot. And I do a lot of mid-century stuff. So stuff that's built in the 40s, 50s, 60s. Um, plumbing was always an issue. So I started AZ Plumbing Services 
with my partner, Kenny, who's a master plumber. And I, I remember telling him when, cause he used to work for the company that I would use underpaid, overworked. I'm like, bro, I could get people to pay us money. Shit. My own jobs will pay us a bunch of money. Mm -hmm. I just don't know how to plumb. I'll get people to pay us. I'll run the business. So AZ plumbing, man, has been incredible. So I have plumbing. I don't know. We got six or seven there. I had luxury. So here's another great lesson though. I'm actually killing three of my companies. One of which you're using white, white label media. At a media company, I'm solving everyone else's podcast and stuff. I have 13 grand a month in carry and payroll, all this stuff to maybe go make an extra three, four grand to solve someone's content when really I just wanted to solve my own, mm -hmm. right? And like maybe you were like the only other person where I'd be like, all right, I got to figure this out for Tyson. Anyone else, it was just almost a metric in a company. So white label went away. Luxury box, I was taking shipping containers, turning them into tiny homes. It was a distraction. Really cool, but also... Um, too capital intensive and too difficult to sell. It was a luxury, uh, no pun intended. It was a luxury, not a need. Gotcha. So that company went away. Um, and I've had a handful of others, but I, I pretty much named the ones right now that make me like real money. Gotcha. Um, so let's just call it, I'm going down from 10 to six or seven. And I'd rather go master six or seven and be intentional than spread too thin, which I've done at times. Yeah. So uh, one thing I'm really interested in is the plumbing company because mm -hmm. I've seen it's all over Twitter and TikTok and people are talking about how, you know, these boring businesses that you can acquire like plumbing, landscaping, um, HVAC, like, you know, trade nature, yeah. right, where they're boring businesses, but they print money. So, so this started because you happen to know, know somebody, it was a company that you worked with all the time and it's like, okay, you're a master plumber, you know what to do. I can run the business. Let's make this happen. Yeah. How repeatable do you think it is for, like I said, any one of these other ones, HVAC, pool cleaning or. Well, I won't go start a company unless I Templeton can drive the revenue. Like I talked about how powerful my little 5,000 person Instagram is. And I have really good influence here in Phoenix. Like a lot of flippers know me, a lot of investors, realtors know me. I have a unique name, Templeton. So like, you know, that's been an advantage. Like a lot of people know who I am. Um, and then I've done business the right way where I have a good brand and like people know my character. Like mm -hmm. I'm going to take care of you. So no matter what I sell, I'm going to make it make sense for you. People know that. So I knew plumbing, my own flips could produce a nice amount of revenue. But I was like, dude, I know so many fix and flip guys. I don't want a plumbing company that does 20 trucks and service and becomes like this big thing. If I can go get eight to 10 big plumbing jobs a month, like full repipes, like the revenue is a lot. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can go do 200 in a month and keep about 50%. Jesus. And I'm just, you know, and then I know how to run business framework really well with Miguel and Rod. So we know how to run the company. So with that all being said, dude, we haven't spent a single dollar on marketing. It's just me on social media saying, hey guys, AZ Plumbing, like who can we help? God damn. So to say that if someone wanted to go do this, but they didn't have the influence that I have to drive revenue might be tough you would have to figure out how to market and like the way a regular business does where you have, you know, PPC or marketing and a sales team that like brings the deal in. We don't have any of that because we have my social media, mm -hmm. which is why we create content, right? Because our influence drives revenue. Yeah. So like my little 5,000 person Instagram will probably do at least a million top line in plumbing this year, in our first year from me saying, Hey guys, I'm a plumber. And what happens if you if you did decide to, you know, go fucking full enchilada and you start, you know, 
get the website, the SEO, and the, the Google pay-per-click and all of that. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it could be a whole thing. But like for me, I am very clear on the kind of life I want. Yeah. I don't want 20 plumbing comes trucks on the street. I, maybe two or three. And if each truck could do 80 a month and we're taking 50 to the bottom, all right, that's 150 a year. My partner's taking half. The parent company, you know, everything flows up to the parent company. If I had 75 flowing to the parent company off plumbing, it's fantastic. Yeah. Dude, I don't need... I think a lot of a lot of people make the mistake of not getting clear on what a great life looks like. They say they want to make $100 million or they say they want to make a million dollars a month or a hundred grand a month. But then when you reverse engineer what's required of you to do that, is it worth? Because you're spending your life, mm -hmm. your hours, your, your breathing, you're spending your life in pursuit of this. When I've asked so many affluent people, friends, and even myself, how much is enough for me? 25, 30 a month, dude. If you have low debts, 30 grand a month that came in passively that you don't have to reinvest, it was just truly usable, is like you're in a freaking great house, you have fantastic cars, you're eating what you want, you're going where you want, you're swiping the target credit card as much as you want. Mm -hmm. There's really nothing you can't do. That's 360 a year. So why are you making a goal for a million a year? I'm not saying, or a million a month. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but just be clear on what right. you're actually trying to build. So for me, if having a big ass plumbing company with PPC and all the stuff you just mentioned didn't improve, like if it got noisy, I like low noise. Mm -hmm. If it's noisy, there's an acronym called ELF, uh, Joe Polish Genius Network. I want my businesses to be easy, lucrative, and fun. So if it's a fucking grind, dude, you can keep it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't need it. Dude, Elf. it's it again, man. You are inspire me every single day with how fucking intentional you are, dude. Thank you. Bro. Of seriously thinking everything through like that. Like, I mean, for for me, it's I'm I'm instantly like, okay. How can we go make this harder, make it bigger, better? And it's like sometimes you don't need to scale. You have a good thing going. You know? No, yeah, just dude. More is not always better. Yeah, more is not always better. If you, there's a sweet spot in in certain things, right? Like. There's a sweet spot. And for me, a sweet spot in plumbing, I think would be two or three trucks. And like, so when people are like, ah, oh, scale, I'm like, I, and I've gone down that road, dude. More is this insatiable thirst for more because if you're not growing, you're dying. I get it. But I learned to start measuring growth in profitability or even more powerful is peace. Yeah. If my peace is growing, that's a profitable company. My profits could go down, but my peace goes up. And that company is now more successful in my opinion. I see. It's, it's, that is like, that's chestnut checkers right there. It's really looking at, at life from fucking up here. Instead of being worried, just dragged down and, and, and looking the same way everybody else is about things. Well, what people I think struggle with is comparison is the thief of joy, right? Like, I see you have a plumbing company with 20 trucks and billboards and bus stop signs and commercials. And I go, well, I'm supposed like yeah. Tyson's plumbing company's freaking growing and blowing up. What people don't know is that company is freaking burning through dollars. They're trying to gain market share. Their profitability is not any stronger. And it's a fucking nightmare. When I'm over here with one truck, you know, distributing 50 and 50 to my partner and to the parent company, and like, okay, so I don't have the billboard. Mm -hmm. So I don't have the world telling me that I'm so great and I'm so special.
Well, guess what? I only need a couple people to tell me that. My wife, God, my mom and dad, my brother, my kids. That's who I need Taking to tell me I'm special. Yeah. Because, dude, when you think about it, like when this life ends and, and we move on to the next, there's a couple handful of people that are going to think about you for the rest of their life. There's a couple handful more that are going to think about you for years. There's a couple handful or more that are going to think about you for months. And there might be a couple handful more, or there could be hundreds or thousands that think about you for a couple days. Yeah. Which ones do you even care about, you know? I want the people who are thinking about me forever. Yeah. So I base my decisions and my worth off the way my kids see me, mm-hmm. the way my wife sees me. And as much as I love social media because it gives me the ability to, like, not have a job and shit, and it gives me influence to drive revenue, um, I don't give a fuck, a fuck what anyone thinks about me because I know my heart. And I know the way my kids feel about me. I know the way my wife feels about me. I know the way my business partners feel about me. Key people in my life feel about me. And if that's straight, then you can have any opinion you want. Yeah. That sort of clarity, dude, gives you peace. And when you're at peace, you start to just, you're free. Yeah. I love that, man. But and I think it's also, when it comes to social media, is you've done such a great job of knowing why it's important. It's because you have built the community of people who you can directly impact and help. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can take something, like the whole way you said it, I don't even know if you realize it, but it's like, yeah, I realize I have all these people who also need this certain thing. They need this thing. I can fill that gap. Why not? And if, if my character and if my life and business is rooted in love, kindness, um, service, why would I not supply it to my friends? And why would I not ask for the business? We're doing good. Why would I not? Um, I got like 15 more minutes. Okay. Um, why would I not fill that gap if I have the desire to do it? Another thing I learned, Tyson, is I don't need to own everything, bro. I used to like see a good operator like this, like someone like you, a rising star, and be like, Tyson, man, like we could, you, you could do this thing and then you hitch to my wagon and we'll go win together. Or I could just support you because I love you and I care about you. And, and the world's going to bring me back tenfold if I go support you. Where I used to try to freaking own everything. And now I had like so many freaking irons in the fire that could pay me five, ten grand a month. And they would distract me from the shit that could pay me hundreds a month. Right. Or maybe I could just have extreme clarity that I only need like 30 a month. And I don't have to go do any of that. And I can do more yoga in my sauna. I can do more breathing in the back. I can play with the kids more. I can travel more. And I can be fit and healthy and I can live a great life. Yeah. So what are the steps that you think somebody needs to take in order to get to this level of intention? Is, is yeah. intentionality a word? Intentionality, What yes. steps does somebody need to take in order to get to this level of intentionality within their life? Dude, so I call it the North Star. So I have a North Star for my year. And I have five equities in life. I have my faith. I have my family. I have my health. I have my relationships and hobbies. And then I have money. And each of these equities need to be operating at 100% or as close to as I can. Because some people are so poor, all they have is money. So if you are just fucking bawling and wealthy, but you're fat, your relationships suck, your kids don't talk to you, but you got that fucking sick whip and you make all this money, to me, you're about the poorest person I've ever met. Or I've seen people that are so fit, like their abs have abs, bro, but they don't have a dollar to their name. They have no freaking, um, they, they're their, their relationships are soured because they're so freaking obsessed with their bodies and their image. Now that person to me is about the poorest person I've ever met. You know what I mean? Or you also have the people that are so committed to their relationships and service of relationships, but they're not selfish enough to go make enough money to actually serve those relationships. That to me is poor. Mm-hmm. It, it's commendable, 
But like, dude, there's five equities that I want to fill. So once I have clarity on what the five equities are, again, for me, that's faith, family, health, uh, relationships and hobbies, and then money. So I want to go win in each of those areas. Now I reverse engineer what's my North Star in each of them. For me, I want to take X amount of trips with Denise. I want to have X amount of intention. I want to have X amount of sex. I want to have X amount of uh, time together. I want to have X amount of goals together, date nights, these sort of intentions. Okay, in my faith, I want to make sure that I talk to God every day. Every night before bed, I pray. If you see me, I grew up Mexican Catholic, so the sign of the cross is just important to me. I don't even go to Catholic church anymore, but it's just something that feels good to me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my health, you've seen my health journey. I've gotten fit, right? And I have the, some non-negotiables there. Uh, my relationships and hobbies. I love lifting and getting to the gym. And what's nice is when your hobbies start to become uh, positive habits. I love indoor rock climbing. I love playing basketball. I love going for, for walks with my family. Okay, so those are some of my hobbies. My relationships. Am I still able to get out with my boys and, and see them and, and have that camaraderie? What does that look like? Dude, I, so now I've broken it down into five pieces of what does winning look like in these areas? What does a quarterly trip with my brother, not, maybe not quarterly, but at least once a year, me and my brother and my dad got to get together and go do something. Like relationships will die without intention and your life will die without intention. Your health will die without intention. So if you're not at least mapping it out and saying, okay, here's the five equities. Cool. My North star for each of them is this. So for me, my North star this year is to bring a hundred people over to real and help them become financially free. I want to be the number one recruiter and the number one downline guy at real. I just, I have the ability to do it. So why not? So that's kind of the North star. I think it will pay me X amount of money. And now what, how much work am I willing to do to get there? What I struggle with is when people go, gosh, I want to make a million bucks or I'm a new agent or I'm a new investor and I'm going to go do this many deals and I'm going to cold call eight hours a day. And then they never cold call eight hours a day. Well, stop lying to yourself. Either reduce the goal to something you'll actually do or, or increase your willingness to do the work. Okay, so I'm still going. Now, write down your dream life. I write letters to myself of what I look like a year from now what my, exactly what my life feels like in a year. I write myself a letter so I have clarity. And then financially map out your dream life. Okay, if I had the, the exact, like don't diminish your dream. What does a dream life look like? Car, what's the cost? House, what's the cost? Insurance, what's the cost? Gym, travel, food. What you'll find is when most people do that exercise, they land around 20, 25 grand a month. Unless they're just doing some outlandish shit, which I don't even relate to. But like, a really dope life you guys spend is about 20, 25 grand a month. So now you go, holy shit, I only need to make 300 grand this year. Let's, re let's reverse engineer that life. Right. Now when you have that sort of clarity, it becomes easier to say, I'll be done at three. Like I'm leaving here, right here in the next 10 minutes. So when my kids get home at three, I'm going to be there. And when you don't have that sort of clarity, you let the podcast go an extra half hour because you're having fun and enjoying it. But for me... I've had the best hour with you. I have been here. I have been like all in. But the moment this time is done, I'm going to go be all in on another equity, which is family. Right. And you just have to set standards, dude. Dude, I love it, man. It's, and it's just, it's comes back to the thing of just being where you are at that moment and in the now. You're not here thinking about the family and then you're not with the family thinking about the business or any of that. It's doing what you're doing and having the purpose behind all of it. Dude, there's a, uh, there's a guy named Ramdas who's passed, but he was like a, like a yogi or a guru. Yeah. 
Um, and his thing was Be Here Now. He actually wrote a book called Be Here Now. And there's no such thing as balance. There's only counterbalance. I am going to be with you right now, Tyson, at 120%. And when I leave here, you're going to be like, I fucking love being around temp. That dude lights me up. He inspires me. He has strict standards. He is a great human being. I'm going to leave you with that. And then the moment I get home, I'm going to go be the freaking very best dad that I can be. So my kids are like, dude, we have the best dad. Like our dad is, I, I'm the best dad in the world, straight up. And it's because I'm so intentional at it. And am I human? No, I'm not perfect. But I try to keep the self-awareness to go, oh, temp, you're slipping. I actually had this thought last night. This is actually really great. Health has become very important to me. And my days have been jamming up to where I've been going to the gym at night. But night is really the best window for me to be a great husband and father. But I've been stealing some of that time to get in the sauna and to go to the gym and to do these non-negotiables, which I love. But if I'm being honest with myself, my family bucket is getting a little drained because my health bucket's gone up. Mm. So now I'm being self-aware enough to go, gosh, those are great habits, but I got to figure out where to fit them in. I probably got to start getting up at five, which I like to wake up naturally around six, 6.30. If I get up at five, go get my workout in, get my sauna in, get my run in. Well, now my evenings are now opened up to my, my kids have been teaching me Fortnite. So I like, I don't fucking like Fortnite, but they do. Right. So I, I learned to play with them and we sweat nuts on kids. That's what they said. They're like, oh, let's sweat nuts on these kids. I'm like, <laughs> all right. I'm like, dad's sweating. So you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't give a fuck about Fortnite, but I care about my kids. Yeah. And I've been missing some Fortnite sessions because daddy's got to get to the gym because my health bucket is important. Mm-hmm. So this is like the, dude, it's a, it's a, it's, it's an ongoing a, it's process. A yeah. And you constantly got to be fine tuning in. And dude, I'm so like, I'm willing to say when I'm wrong, I'm willing to change my mind. I'm willing to say, gosh, temp, you're slipping. And if you have that sort of self-awareness and the willingness to just be like, I want to get better. How cool is that? So yeah. hopefully that answers. Absolutely. It does. But I think that one of the, the overarching theme is just is, is the, the mirror of truth, as you said, being able to look into it. And at the beginning, when you first do it, it's going to be a lot harder. Because you're going to see a lot of these bigger pieces. You because it's move. ugly. Yeah. But when you've got to the point that you are, it's it. There's little minor things of hey, I got to go to the gym in the morning <laughs> instead of at night. That's so much easier. It's a whole thing of uh, it's a lot easier to keep an A in school than yep. it is to go from a C to an A. Choose your heart. Yeah. So I always tell my kids, choose your heart. Because like, dude, I was always like on the edge of ineligible because I wasn't interested in school, but I was like a great athlete. Mm-hmm. But I was like, guys, it would have been just as hard to just get a decent grade. Yeah. And if I would have just put the work in, studied a little bit, did what I needed to do. But I had to go through stress and anxiety because I was always like fine, figuring out how to cheat or write a paper, get a girl to write it for me. That was hard also. Mm-hmm. Choose your heart. Like to keep the A is kind of hard. To be almost ineligible and have that stress is hard. Choose your heart. Right. So I think um, people have to accept the fact that life is hard. Yeah. Life has issues. So how do you want to face them? How do you want to show up? Choose your heart. Do you want to run towards them or do you want to run away? Either way, that issue exists. Mm-hmm. Like there's no getting around it. Also, not to mention, if life wasn't hard, it would, it would be fucking boring. You know, if Dude. everything was, if everything was easy, there would be no easy. It's just like, Dude, there takes the color out of it. Color is a great word for this. There is a, a story about a world-class painter um, and he's on his deathbed and they're like, if you had... But he, he had all these issues and struggles and like these mind blocks. Like he, it was a difficult process for him to become as great as he was. Like it wasn't necessarily 
always enjoyable. And they said, if you had one wish, what would it be? And he's like, just to have the brush in my hand again, even with all the problems, even with all the issues, even with all the mental anxiety, I wish I could just paint one more time. And we're going to hit a time in life where we're going to go, gosh, I wish I was 35 again. And that year I lost half a million dollars flipping houses. That's me. Um, just in that company, by the way, but I still had a good year. But that company freaking kicked me in the dick this year, bro. I'm going to get to 75 and be like, man, that was a fun year. Fucking alive. I was, yeah, bro. I wish I had the brush in my hand again. Yeah. And when you keep that sort of perspective, dude, I smile. I'm insane. I'll lose a hundred grand on a deal and just smile. Like, I'm fucking in it, baby. Yeah. You know go. what I mean? <laughs> because the alternative is either to get in line and go to sleep and follow the path and just go through life deaf, dumb, and blind. Or I always picture like an alien came down. And they get to see society. And dude, we're ants. Everyone's in line, just doing what they are doing. And then I want them to see this one ant out of line, fucking breakdancing, naked. And they're like, what the fuck is wrong with that ant? I want to be that ant. Dude, that's literally, that's the rebellion. That's why we called it that. Dude, that's, I mean, and that's how I want to live my life. Fuck yeah, dude. The way you want to. Yep. And then when you have intention and clarity... Now you're at peace, bro. I don't need to go compete with anyone. I don't need to be, I don't need to have the most followers. I don't need to have the most money. I don't need to have any of that. I need to have enough for my dream life. And I don't need to explain that to anyone. Mm -hmm. Just yourself. Yep. That's, that's important though. Explain it to yourself. You need to go through, be fucking intentional, write down all the shit you want. What's dangerous is when you start to tell yourself, you know, if I made a hundred grand a year at this job, even though I don't really love it, like that would be enough. The key is, if you love it, keep that job, thrive in it. That's amazing. But if you hate doing it every day and then you start selling yourself the story that this is enough, that to me is now you're in line and you're asleep at the wheel. Mm -hmm. If you love it, you love it. Like I'm not, dude, I, I am all for people just doing what is genuine and true to them. But what I can't suffer through is you hating your process and calling it a life. Yep. So I'd rather be free and broke and passionate than secure and miserable. Any day of the week. I got to roll. All right, man. Well, hey, dude, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, dude, this is fun. You know, every single time I get to talk to you, absolutely. It's just like, dude, I, I can't even like understand how you're so goddamn intentional, dude. Every single time it's just another layer of like, yeah, I've thought about that. I made sure of exactly why I'm doing the shit that I'm doing. Dude, you're so you and I, we have brains that are on full sizzle. Like if most people went into my brain, they'd be like, take it back. <laughs> I don't want it. But um, I meditate. And I know people all say they meditate and they don't because it's in trend or in vogue. Dude, take two minutes a day, slow down, control your breathing, focus on nothing, and give your brain a second to just rest. Yeah, um, That's been huge for me. And in those meditations, I've been able to find some moments of clarity where the freaking pot gets turned off a boil and I can have tranquil water for a minute of like, what do I want? I, I need to do that. And because I don't want to keep you here, when I'm, we walk over to your car, you're going to tell me about when you, exactly how you do it and when you find time and how you get yourself alone. And Dude, I don't know if you saw my Instagram the other day. I had a meeting that was five minutes late. I sat in the car. There was people walking by. I don't care. I just slowed down. I put on a little meditation music. I did a four-minute meditation and I just grabbed it. I just grab it where I can. Two, yeah. I take two to 20-minute sessions where I can get them. Dude, I meditate at least twice a day. 
And it might be four minutes total. It might be a two minute reset and a two minute reset, but there's no rules around it. Right. Dude, right before a pocket, it's like you have this whole crazy freaking like thing now. Come in this room, take four minutes, slow yourself down, and now you have now you have the tranquil water to make decisions from. Where guys like you and I make mistakes is we move too quickly. Yeah. It it which speed is good, but speed with clarity is better. Yeah. Huh. I I think that there's a fine line there of being able to figure out that about having to figure out what is, like, how do I know? How do I know that I have clarity before I jump on this? You won't always, but just developing the habit. It's like going to the gym and doing cardio for 30 minutes, like even if you do it wrong, it's probably still good for you. Right. So even if you slow down for five minutes and you do it wrong, it's probably still good for you. Yeah. You don't need to have all the answers. God, that's what I've been telling everybody about the gym. It's like, dude, don't, don't fucking, what do you just mean? Go. You're very worried about... All that, man. Just go get build the habit first. Do it. It's going to yeah, help you. And then, exactly. and then we'll iron out. So I think details. that's what's key for you is just create a standard that says, hey, Temp does it. I look up to Temp. He's my guy. He's like a big brother. It's working for him. Just like I look up to you in the gym. I'm like, all right, it's working for